Hello, welcome back to Dave's World. It has been a while. I have been going through some personal things. So, forgive me, but your ever-loving Dave's World is back. Um, Today, I'd like to introduce a very special friend of mine, a special guest. This is my first guest, uh, I believe. And um, like I said, best friend for um, quite some time now. And she's been through me with the journey for about uh, three years now. Um, After I had my surgery is when uh, me and my best friend connected. So I have her here with me today to weigh in and listen, things of that nature. Um, So like I said, uh, my Crohn's disease has... Uh, what they told me it wouldn't do is came back um, after 15 hours of surgery it returned and they told me you know it might do that so I I was kind of prepared for it but it's still you know it's still a journey it's still an issue uh, still learning things new every day um, every day is different some days are better than others but uh, it's nothing unmanageable so I'm grateful for that Uh, I went to see my GI doctor on last week, and uh, the prednisone, which all who take uh, Crohn's or have ulcerative colitis know, they only want us on the prednisone for a specific amount of time, excuse me. It's a short-term drug mostly used for asthma patients and flare-ups like such as we have, but I've been on it since I was 18. And the side effects have begun to really take hold to my body. Uh, I have um, bad eye vision. Um, I had mouth problems because of the chemicals that the prednisone presents. Uh, the mood swings. People, um, of you know, who's taking Crohn's, they know the issues. I have um, I have weak bones, but through the grace of God and all the time of my taking my prednisone, I've not had any broken bones as they say you know after a while longer than what I've been on uh, your bones become brittle and begin to break very easily so I thank God for that also my blood clots have taken a turn they still cannot find out why uh, I have blood clots after going on two and a half years um, recently I found out the base of my lungs is cracked, so they put me on an asthma pump, which makes it easier to breathe. I take it when I, you know, when I'm feeling short of breath or I'm doing too much. So, once again, something else added, along with type 2 diabetes, uh, my sugar and my diabetes, um, are really out of control. Uh, I've been trying to change my diet and my lifestyle because I want to live. So all those that in hindsight believe, you know, the doctors when they say, you know, you need to change your diet and, you know, some of the things you go about doing, uh, they're right. Um, I know growing up, my mother told me that um, doctors were put here for a reason. They don't know everything, but the Lord allows them to know and 
distribute certain things so that it can help us. So please, by all means, use common sense. I'm not saying you have to uh, dope yourself up on pills because I exaggerated, take 99 pills a day. And I, I, you know, it gets nerve wracking sometimes, but I do it because I know it's for my benefit, my body, as draining as it can be, it's only to help me. So I in turn do what I need to do. And I encourage you all as well to do the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, I'm going to share a bit more personal so my title is called Dave's World which can include a variety of things so we're going to switch over for a second and um, I'm going to share a personal story with you Uh, at the ending of June of this month um, the devil tried to take my life Uh, I'll give you the, the short version I had a caretaker, and um, she wasn't performing her job, and this was someone who I thought to be a friend I had known for a couple of years. Uh, she got involved with a gentleman, and he was a, a beater, a woman beater. So um, he put his hands on her, I defended her, she went back to him, and I left them alone. I you know, did, dealt with her from a distance only as a job standpoint. So, when I proceeded to tell her that she was no longer going to be needed, uh, she became irate. And and irate in the sense of telling her boyfriend, and she was taking care of him. So, when someone relays to you that our income has just been cut off, and it was the sole income, you tend to... I guess be a little upset Um, but this was a grown man um, and he could have did a grown man thing and went and got a job but that's none here the less so they they proceeded to have me set up um, and he even told me what he was going to do and I in turn didn't take it as serious as I should have Uh, so about 8 o'clock in the morning he sent me a few texts and told me what he was going to have done to me and, you know, exactly how it was going to happen. So, later on in the evening, about 7 o'clock, he had two young guys uh, roll up on the porch next door to me while I was outside, sitting on my porch, minding my business, talking to the next-door neighbor, and had me shot five times. Uh... I have one bullet still in my spine centimeters away, which they cannot take out because my my spine will snap. I have four bullets in my lower back um, towards the buttock region, and they're not coming out. Uh, I was shot in my right leg, and I have torn arteries and bullet fragments and a fracture in my right leg. So my life will never be the same again. Um, At that moment, it happened so slow fast. And I don't wish it upon anyone. But the experience, the thoughts you can have in so little time 
go so slowly. Uh, I thought about my kids um, I, and, and, and the people that have exhibited, you know, true care and love for me. I thought about them and I call it a blessing from God truly because my porches are connected and these gentlemen were taller. Now, not these young boys were taller than me. They could have hopped the railing and finished me off. I have a big head, big domicile, and my back is as wide. So they could have kept shooting up. They could have aimed for my head. But the Lord seemed fit to cover me and have his angel cover my backside. I have a bullet centimeters away from my spine and I'm still breathing to talk about it. And not that I didn't know it before, but there's a reason for me still being here. And laying there at that moment, being shot, I couldn't say anything. My mouth went open, but I couldn't say anything. So I know it was the Lord covering my mouth and my my important areas as my spine and my head because nothing would come out and that's not the norm when you're shot or hurt usually make the my mouth was open but nothing was coming out and I just praying Lord please please let them stop don't let them hit me in the head and after about after about you know 30 seconds of not hearing any more bullets uh, I heard the voice of my neighbor and you know proceeded to do what's done after you're shot so uh they rushed me to the hospital um and when they realized where the bullets were they made the decision not to operate um due to my safety so i'm grateful for that and i at that moment i um you know there's a saying uh your arms are too short to box with god i gave up I said to him, you won. Whatever it is that I'm supposed to do, I'm, I'm ready. Um, and slowly but surely, people began to drop off, drop away from me because of my voice, voicing that I'm changing. Um, the Lord has given me uh, a set of chants, exaggerated. And I'm, it's time in my life to do what I need to know, do what's right, and, you know, be a light for God. So, on that note, uh, I'm going to introduce, once again, my best friend, entrepreneur, and just all-around amazing woman, Miss Kimball Evans. Well, hello. <laughs> How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I would like you to, you know, just weigh in on, you know, uh, you're, as if you don't know, well, you don't know because I'm telling you, she's a Christian woman as well, very active in the church and just the community. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, I know you're in a program organization called DOPE. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, DOPE stands for doing our part collectively. Um, it's a nonprofit organization that I volunteer with every 
other Saturday. We feed the homeless, we clothe the homeless, we get resources out for the homeless. Um, it was sort of by the founder and CEO. Her name is Jay Crabb. Uh, I've been volunteering with them for about four years now. Okay. And then obviously four years is something you like because you don't do something that you don't like for that long amount of time. And uh, what what are some of the um, things that you guys do? I know I've, I've, I've witnessed you feeding, uh, clo- giving out clothes. Uh, where are you guys? Is there a certain place that you're located where you can be found? Yes, so every other Saturday um, from 7 o'clock to 10 or when all the supplies run out, food and clothing, um, we go down to 1401 JFK Plaza right in front of the Thomas Paine building. Okay, that that's good to know. And this content, and this is an all-year-round event? All-year-round. Rain, sleet, snow, no matter what the weather is, we're out there. Okay, that's very good to know because we as a community, we need help. And some people don't realize the severity of the help that just our city alone needs. Uh, not saying that, you know, reaching out to other people, you know, in different places is not admirable. But, like, let's start here first. Let's get us right first and then move on and see who we can help and what we can do. But, uh, you know, I, I, I heard a saying, charity starts in Chicasa. So that, that that's home. <laughs> So let's get it right, people. Um, and I thank you for that information. I hope that many people will adhere to it and, you know, find themselves there where they can be helped genuinely without judgment and attitude. So, uh, as I stated in the beginning, uh, my friend is also an entrepreneur who has just written a book. And um, I'd like her to tell us about it, a little bit about it, because you got to go and buy it, because she tell you the whole thing, you won't go buy it. So would you please give us a little insight on your book and, you know, your your job status, what you do? You said give you a, a, a description of what I do? Um, as far as um, your hotlining and your, your advice giving. Oh, you mean my job. <laughs> Well, um, well, I do um, crisis line counselor. Um, I am the new 988 in Philadelphia here, um, which helps on the suicide crisis hotline here in Philadelphia. Um, it's, it's a lot of things that we, we work to do. One of the things is we work to ensure that that person that's calling on the other end of that line does not um, go ahead and um, complete or attempt suicide. So we're, we're, we're a resource for them. We try to get them um, get them help. We try to make a safety plan for them, um, provide them with mental health services. Sometimes it's just completely for housing. Sometimes it can be um, someone calling in for a family member, a friend, um, and things of that issue. So we try to make sure we get that person what they need at the time, making sure they're, they're safe when they're on the phone with us and that they'll be safe um, throughout the week and then transition them into either inpatient because it's an immediate service that they need or outpatient um, services that they might need for aftercare. That is amazing. Um, that that that's a lot of that's a lot of help, and people, uh, me being. And uh, 
I, I don't want to say a victim, but me being uh, diagnosed in the family as depression and, you know, anxiety, uh, people sometimes, oftentimes, don't realize how serious it is. Um, it It's to the point where you are flagged off um, because no one understands or they don't get that at that time if they're if you're reaching out you need them so I'm I'm glad to hear that someone is listening without a judgmental ear and listening with trying to help a solution because it's very serious there um and I I say serious in the sense of um without the grace of God um there go I as far as thoughts that go through your mind that you know you you don't want to be here and uh no one understands so why am i here um and 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 like i said in, in personal experience for me growing up with crohn's disease i you know lord why why have you done this to me why have you forsaken me but um i had to realize and understand you know he was trying to pull me closer to him before i got to a point at this and I, I said to my son, I said, God was, God, God's voice is very light. And when you, you listen, you have to listen with the, with an attentive ear. So God has spoken to me many a times. So he had to raise his voice to get my attention, um, you know, on this last one. And, and I heard him and I'm, I'm just grateful that people now have a place to vent to, because you don't want to be that person that someone needs to vent to and you don't have time or you brush them off because you don't think what their problem is is you know uh too is 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 big and to each person their problem is biggest to them but to be i've been brushed off you know when needing to talk to someone and uh so you know people oh i'm there for you anytime you, you know but when push comes to shove and you're called to bat it's like oh that's you ain't going through nothing you don't that that ain't and you can't say that to a person who has those issues as far as the and 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 i call it a sickness because it's not of the norm and and some people's sickness is deeper than others so i do again commend you for that uh is there a number to your hotline or how do they how do they people can get in contact that needs to release and vent well you can call um that's the national suicide hotline number um there is also um the one eight hundred numbers to suicide hotline is so that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and then you have the Philadelphia Crisis Line number, which is two one five six eight five six four four zero. They're trying to phase out the National Suicide Hotline number and phase out the Philadelphia Crisis Line number and just specifically use nine eight eight. Um, that's a worldwide number. Um, that you can call that everybody will know is for um, the um, suicide hotline. And that can be anywhere. You can be in Florida um, and call and you can get through. What will happen is if you're in Florida, New Jersey, anything like that, um, we'll talk you. We'll talk to you. Um, make sure you're safe. Get you a safety plan. 
um, trying to um, connect you to some resources where you are. Because, um, you know, with different area codes, you can have a 267 number and you're living in Florida. Um, so people have transfer those um, area codes over. So if you're calling the 267 number, it's going to direct you to Philadelphia. 215 is going to direct you to Philadelphia. But then we can also, um, in our system, look up resources for somewhere in Florida to get that person help with. That's why it's a nationwide um, hotline. Okay. We thank you for that. Now, I'd like to move on to this exciting book that you've been working on and you're now finally finished, if you don't mind sharing a little. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, I have been writing this book for almost 15 years. Um, it's, it's a book about trauma. It's a book about low self-esteem, um, confidence going, um, disconnection from family, um, generational curses. So um, this book was really, really hard to write because this is dealing with real life situations. Um, my life, what I went through um, as a child from 12 to 15 years old. Um, and then the, you can say kind of like the judicial system. Um, but you know, God says vengeance is his, right? So don't let the judicial system uh, mess you up. And then the point of Christ dying for us, the point of Jesus dying for us, you know, he paid the cost for our sins is supposed to be Christ-like. And the, the gist of the book or the bulk of the book, the meat of the book, I say is forgiveness. Um, going to a point where I went through so much from 12, I can say all the way up to probably 35, 35 um, carrying so much weight on me from this, these traumatic events that I went through as a child into my adulthood, um, being angry, um, not trusting people, um, having a hard exterior um, as a woman, as a mother, as a sister, um, and then coming to know Christ more. Um, and I never want somebody want to stop me from being at the pearly gates, getting into the gates. And if that's one thing that will stop you, is forgiveness. Um, if someone's wronged you, if something happened to you, like I heard you say that you 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 got shot, and the person yes. that I guess did this was your caregiver. Um, now I'm not saying now will be the time to think about you know do I forgive her? But that's something that you and God would have to work on together. Um, when He says. What is one of the great commandments? It says, you know, love the Lord thy God with all your heart. The second one is to love your neighbor, love your enemy. And that's very hard for people to do. So this book, When Horrible Things Happen, Revealing a Secret to Break a Curse, is letting you know that it's possible. It's possible to go from having something so bad happen to you, your, 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 your traumatic experience, um, your illness, and going to, to say, and when, whenever you're ready to get rid of that weight, that heaviness, I can actually forgive this person and move on because that's what God wants me to do. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have said that any more better than you have. Um, and it's funny you mentioned about forgiveness because I literally was thinking about it this morning. Um, 
after this incident, I suffer from PTSD, so my nights aren't as peaceful as I'd like them to be. But um, in this morning, early morning, I literally was just thinking about uh, my caretaker and how do I, what would I ever say if I seen them? Like, and, and I know I have to forgive them, but, and what made it, what makes it easy for me, and this may be hard to understand, is no one, no one wants anything tragic to happen to anyone, but I know why it happened to me. And when I say you may not understand that, um, I say that in the sense of when I mentioned earlier that God has been trying to talk to me and reach me with different things for a while now. So when the shooting well, happened, he was sit you down. Only he was sit you down. Lord, have mercy, God. He was sit you down because he did it to me so many times, and I was like, I'm not listening to you. Like, listen, I, my flesh. Yeah, I'm it, angry. Yeah, let it, me it, be it, angry. Let me go through all of this. And, and he's like, well, you had enough time to be angry. You had enough time to go through all of this. I love you. Yeah. And the last thing he he's going to say to you is, will you let this person hinder you? I'm getting into heaven. Yeah, and I I was letting people and of my own choice because I know you know, I know definitely right from wrong, but my company I had was keeping certain people were um pulling me in that direction and uh you know, assimilation brings about uh how do you say assimilation brings about uh uh pretty much you change. Um yeah, I did. It's not. I can't get this on the tip of my tongue, but um, it's it, 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 it's it's there, um, and I I know why. So I I yes, I want them caught. No, they have not been caught yet. Um, do I want justice? Yes, but I'm not bitter. And people, a lot now, of people I'm don't. Now I'm gonna tell you something, and and, and it, it took me safe. Right, people say faith is something that you you don't see. You have to go by that faith. When God says vengeance is mine, and I'm not boasting about this, but what was done to me, you know, when you're a victim and you become a, you, you, you find, realize that you're a victim, and then you go to court, they you know they turn you into a survivor because something happened to you really tragic, and now you survive. Sometimes they ask you know the victim to write a letter expressing how they feel to the person that has done them wrong. Right, right, I've, I've heard of okay. that. And, and, and that's supposed to be some type of a, a form of counseling um, for you to express those feelings for, you know, something that, you know, done wrong, okay? And then the person goes off and if they sentences, whatever, whatever. But when God says he will make your enemies your footstool, you just have to have faith in it. Us as people, we want something right now. If they hurt me, I want to hurt them. And that was my that was my feeling in the beginning. When it happened to me, I I wanted immediate payback. I was like, oh my gosh, like um, I I need somebody to roll up on them. I know what you know what I mean. And and I even had people ask me, hey, you 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 no no. And I had to think about it because um, number one, uh, I I believe in karma, and mm-hmm. I I believe that. Um, you cannot do things to people and just keep uh, 
tagging along like nothing's going to happen. So I was taught you may not get, you'll get, a, you'll get by, but you'll never get away. And, mm-hmm. and you don't know in what form it may come. You, someone you care about, uh, um, anything, a family member, a friend. And, you know, at, when you live a life of uh, deceitfulness and and just, you know, conniving type things, if you have any common sense or any morale, you wonder, did that happen because of me? You know what I mean? Um, did I, or, you know, and then when it does happen directly to you, you, you should be able to, did this happen because of, you know, I did this? And people don't take that into consideration. People don't take karma real. And it, 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 it's, it's no time limit. There's no, uh, I know when it's coming. It's how you happen. Right? You don't know when your karma is coming around. So that made it also easy to... People don't think Jesus is real. <laughs> they not going to tell nothing about no karma. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 it made me, it made it easier for me because I, I know, like, you know, I, I wasn't, the Lord was trying to get my attention but I, I wasn't. think you're talking about conviction. That too. Being that too. That too. <laughs> but and so, with conviction, there's a process of knowing better, doing better, and not going forward, which you know that's going to be wrong. And he gets conviction. And yeah. I'm saying, I don't think you should do that. Don't, yeah. You know, don't go there. Let, let me handle it. Let me handle it. And, and when we say. We want to handle it. We want it done right then and there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I, 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 yeah. If I hurt, you hurt. Like mm-hmm. right now. But I thank God that I am here, and I believe. Um, uh, I've been told I have a story to tell, and I'm asking for God to show me how. Show me. Show me what He wants me to do, and so I can do it. You know what I mean, and I, I I'm a, I'm a very witness that with 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 Christ in your life, no things are still not perfect because there's none perfect but Him. But boy, do they go a little bit more smoothly. Now you'll still have tests and trials, but when you know that the Lord is secure in you and your relationship in Him. You, it makes it easier. So it. I, yeah, I, you I, my book because you, you said everything is in the book. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the title of your book? Um, when horrible things happen, revealing a secret to reveal a curse. Okay, and how is it How is it obtainable? Um, it's online right now, so you can go on DorranceBookstore.com. The paperback copy is fourteen dollars. The home copy is twenty six dollars. They also have an ebook. Um, I have some books, so if you're in Philly, you see me on the street. My Instagram tag is Kimball L Evans. My Facebook tag is Kimball L Evans. I have um, paperback copies. They're fourteen dollars. I can even sign, subscribe it for you. Use some resources. I love hugs, so I love to give people hugs. That's one thing that God's taught me. I know COVID. I took that away, but I'm still a hugger. <laughs> she is, y'all. She's not lying. She's not lying. 
Um, thank you for that, and hopefully someone, uh, some 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 people will be uh, touched enough and intrigued enough to go out and buy it or purchase it, however they can. Um, another thing I want to uh, touch on, um, as I said, she is a full entrepreneur and lovely woman. Uh, she has a juice company. Please tell us about that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> You'll be all right. Come on. <laughs> my daughter um, purchased me a juicer, I think last year. Last year? Um, I'm, I'm a, a real, trying to be a, a, a fitness buff, learning how to eat right, learn how to exercise, and not not eat the way I knew that my grandmother raised me on fried chicken, collard greens, biscuits. You know, all the stuff that you're not supposed to have. We don't, listen, we don't know those things until we get older. My aunt told me, once you turn 40, and I'm telling my age, once you turn 40, that light is going to go off, right? So once I turn 40, I have always been diagnosed with high blood pressure. I think I got diagnosed with high blood pressure when I was like 15, 16. First of all, I was like, wait a minute, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a teenager. What, you know, that's, ain't that an old person's disease? High blood pressure. So I wasn't taking any medications. Um, I was a smoker back then. I stopped smoking in 2017, 2017, stopped smoking. Um, And, you know, went on this real health kick. Um, And my my daughter brought me the juicer, so I'm juicing. And one day my daughter was like, Mom, taste this. She gave me, um, I think it was orange juice and ginger. I was like, you know what? I think we can sell this. This is really good. I did not know juicing was a really good thing to do. It cleans you out and you know it you know it takes away the sugar in your body. So I, I while I was juicing, I was on a detox, a 14 day detox. No sugar, no carbs, no alcohol. And so the juice that we was juicing, the orange juice and the ginger had simply just oranges and ginger in there. But it still had some sweetness to it. And so now I sell juice. It has zero sugar, zero preservatives, no artificial flavors. And it's healthy. Now, some people that have been trying the juice, you know, that, you know, is a sugar freak. Like my husband, he's a sugar freak. He, he eats snacks. But when he tastes the juice, he's like, this is good. So it's something for everybody. We just got our fall menu up. Um, I think we'll be posting a fall menu launching it maybe the 15th autumn begins on the 22nd so we'll be we'll be launching it probably on the 15th um we deliver in here in the city of philadelphia within a five mile radius um we've been doing a lot of pop-up shops um and it's just not about selling juice um it's about teaching us everybody people of color to eat clean you can still have your fried chicken you can still have your your, your fish you can still have your pork chops but it's about proportion. You can still, you can still have those, those nice soulful meals, but it's about proportions. Um, how much are you eating and then how much are you exercising? Not just with exercise, because I always, my, my, my thing is the mind can't live without the body and the body can't live without the spirit. So not only do you have to be physically healthy, you have to be mentally healthy, and you have to be spiritually healthy because God made us as a system. So you just can't sit down and eat a, you know, a, a half a slab of ribs, 
you know, some some cornbread, some collard greens, and some baked macaroni and cheese with like seven cheeses in it. You just can't <laughs> sit down and eat that and not exercise or not take a walk or not, you know, do those things to, you know, burn that stuff off because everybody thinks substance abuse is those drugs that's on the streets, the opiates and the, the alcohol and all that stuff, when the, the, the heaviest drug we have is simply sugar. So once I found that out, I was like, I'm, I'm running with it. I'm running with it. So we juice every Tuesday and Wednesday. We deliver on Thursdays and Fridays in the city of Philadelphia. Now, is there a website or a number... How did they get these amazing juices? And I, I'm a witness. I, I've, 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 I've tasted, and and people, it, it really made you feel it. As soon as you, you, you drink it, you, you feel a difference, um, according to what, uh, juice you obtained. But, uh, I believe I had the ginger and the carrot, the ginger and orange. Yeah, you had the uh, wake up doc. So the wake up doc has uh, ginger, carrots, and orange juice in there. And, and 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 when I tell you, like you know, the, for me, for my diabetes, that would be awesome because, like, it's zero sugar, it's zero sugar, and you still taste. It's no like so. I was you know skeptical. You know the uh, the you know the the greens and carrots and uh, are like it, it just doesn't sound appeasing, but I have been made a believer. So, um, try it. Listen, I'm laughing because my neighbor, I have a new neighbor across the street. Um, I was witnessing her and her mom and I think her daughter. Um, they had got something delivered to the house. I think it was a refrigerator. And so the delivery people took the, the uh, storm door off, the storm door off their door, and they didn't put it back, which was crazy. I'm like, God, why would men do that? But anyway... Um, I told her, I said, go in the house. When my husband gets home, I'm going to tell him to come across there and help you guys with the door. So by the time my husband came home, I told him, I said, I know you're tired, but please go across the street and help this elderly lady put her door back on her house. So for him doing that, he said he didn't want any money. She immediately went in the house and gave him a bottle of nature something juice. And he come over and he like, look what she did. I said, you ain't going to be drinking that. He was like, well, I said, first of all, this says green machine on it. Ain't nothing in this juice green. <laughs> there was no, there was no kale, no spinach, no cube. There was nothing in there green besides kiwi. And he was like, well, baby, she gave, it had 67 grams of sugar in here. Oh, wow. So I told him, I said, you know what? Like, tomorrow I'm going to give her some of my juice. And he was like, don't do that. I said, no, no, no. People need to understand and learn. So I went, it wasn't the next day, I think it was two days later that I seen her. I said, and, and you know, they're, um, I'm either thinking they're either um, from Africa or from Haiti. I don't, I don't know their nationality, but I know she has an accent. And I said, you gave my husband something the other day and I want to give you something. She said, you got, you got something for me? I ran in the house, I got her some juice, I got her the Incredible Hawk. Um, that's one of our grain juices and it's all grains in there. <laughs> it has kale spinach, celery, a green pear, and cucumbers in here. And I told her, I explained to her, the juice she gave my husband is packed full of sugar. So if you're trying to lose weight, and for women, our weight is either going to be in our thighs, our breasts, or our belly. And she said, yeah, yeah, my daughter, my daughter. And I said, well, drink this juice. She cracked it open, 
And I said, everything in there is green. What you gave my husband the other day, it was bananas, apples, kiwi. <laughs> the only thing, the kiwi is green. Where, where, the, the shake was green. And she said, oh, oh, I love this. It's, it's good. I'm going to tell my daughter about it. She's trying to lose weight. That's just an icebreaker right there. She's been trying to get incredible hogs ever since. Um, so people are skeptical you have a lot of people out there that's really skeptical about you know because they're so used to drinking either soda or sugar going to Starbucks getting those those I think I have a beet juice that you know my my niece was showing me from Starbucks I was like I can make that I can make it better than that and so mine doesn't have sugar in it so when you go to these fruit stands in Philadelphia um, and you get smoothies or you go to a smoothie place Lots of sugar in there. It's lots of sugar. Mm-hmm. The sugar is the thing that makes the, the dopamine and the endorphins in your brain say, ooh, this is good. I wanted one the I other day. I was driving by um, uh, one of the, you know, the, the smoothie stand, and I said, oh my God, a smoothie. And I thought about it. I said, nope, not sugar. And, and the fact that you mentioned that um, earlier today, uh, I took my sugar, and it was 222. And I'm like, oh, good, I got that's too high. I got to give myself a shot. So, so yeah, you're a new diabetic, so you're probably on a sliding scale. Yeah. And, so and I, um... You have to really watch what you're eating. I, uh, I, I, I gave myself a shot, and I waited a little bit, and I, um, I got, get, I, um, tested my blood again, and it was still in the twos. I'm like, oh, my goodness, so I drank some water, um... With a, and a, uh, milk and water and you know just laid down and when I got up and redid it it was 144 so I, I thank God for that and another just showing you how good God is so when I got released from physical rehab they gave me medications and one of them was insulin so they gave me the insulin but did not instruct me on how to use it so they gave me three three vials and a whole bunch of needles now my common sense questioned why they gave me so many needles but i didn't read too much into it so i get home and uh in the course of taking my medications during the day my son was helping me and i said son i need the insulin so he said the whole bottle i said yeah I stuck for three days a whole bottle of insulin into me. Now, I should have been into, I should be dead, point blank. I I should be dead. And when the vials were about, if to give you an idea, a regular size orange and white pill bottle with a little bit more width with maybe the Tylenol bottle with the short Tylenol bottles. So that tall and that, and he putting it in a whole needle, injected in me three days in a row. So God is truly good. And I can, it's like I said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm praying every day that he tell me what it is that he has for me to do and allow me to do it because I should have been dead. I, I, I have... I can count on, 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 on one hand, instances where I should have been dead, and and I'm still here. So I I encourage you, when it gets hard, when it gets tough, believe me, 
it's it's for a reason. It's for a reason. You may not understand it at the time. Um, and, and, and the best thing to do is not try to understand it. Just ask for guidance and ask yeah, the Lord. Right. Our, our minds are finite compared to God. So we'll never come anywhere close to figuring out what the reason is for things happening. And, 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 and I, I want to encourage people not to, as hard as it is, not to blame God. God, 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 God is, God is, God is there for us. Now, he may give permission for the devil now to tempt us, but he, if you, if you, if, if you read Job, and that's my inspiration now, when the Lord told the devil, he said, I'll allow you to touch him, but you can't kill him. You cannot, you cannot take him out. You can touch him, but you can't take them out, and that—that's how we have to look at it. We're allowed to be touched, but it's up to us and our relationship with God to press on. And and in your relationship with God, trust me, He will save you because He, he did it to me. All I could picture in my mind's eye as I was being shot was an angel's wing covering my my back, even though I was shot in my back and my head. That was my envisionment, an angel's wing over me and my and, 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 and their hand over my mouth. Because I was sure enough trying to scream, but nothing would come out. My and, 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 and all it took for one of them is to hop over my fence and, and, and put one in my head or say, hey, let's finish the clip, empty the clip. You know what I mean? So um, please, like, if, if you didn't, you know, learn anything from this, you know, this episode just be encouraged god yeah. is there god is there and and i, I want to and it's factual if you look it up if i'm wrong you can tell me and I, i'll gladly apologize but if you ever notice the paintings of christ knocking on the door there's no doorknob on the door mm. look it up google it there's no doorknob on the door. And when I was little, I always wondered that. What does that until mean, though? What's that my mean? mother... No, but he doesn't want to open the door. He wants he us wants to you. open it Come to let now, him brother. in. Come on now. I, I, and, and for the longest, it took me to understand that. And because I, I'm, I, I, the Lord has blessed me with a little bit of talent to do some things as far as drawing. So... I would always wonder, like, why did all these artists make the same mistake? And my mom said, it's no mistake. It's a symbol. He's not going to force himself in. He's not gonna. He's not going to badger himself in. He wants us to open the door. He's right there. And that, 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 that intertwines with that saying. He's right there. He's right at the door waiting for us to open it. And, 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 and think about it. It's, it's just... It's 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 common sensely like logical. He's right there, right there, right there, Miss Evans. Miss oh, Evans, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope everyone took in her information. Uh, if not, you can re-listen to this episode. Um, please share it, and you know, just just believe in God. Believe. And have faith that 
if, if, if you trust in him, now you can't trust in him and keep trying to fix it because it, it, it don't, it don't work. Like, like that God don't need no help. He's fired by himself. So you have to just put it in his hands and leave it there. Like that's it. Because if we could fix it, we wouldn't have to take it to him. So, right. so you got to think about like, oh, I'm going to take it to him, but I'm going to help you. No, he don't, he don't need any help. And, and sometimes that delays your, 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 your blessing or what you may be trying to get an answer for because you're trying to help. He does not need it. He does not, he does not need it at all. Um, again, Miss Evans, it's been wonderful having you. Uh, I hope that you'll um, continue you know, to be a guest. And like I said, people, uh, please take in everything she said because uh, she is a very wise woman. Um, and she's just, you know, uh, and not, you know, that this is anything about color, but she's an African-American woman. Uh, trying to make a difference, a positive difference, and not for all, all material gain. Uh, this woman, like I said, I've known her um, going on four or five because my surgery has been three. This will be four years coming up. Four years. So yeah, four years. four years, and I've known her to come from the heart each time. So uh, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed your listening today and I hope to have you back thank you for having me of course anytime